What is the biggest problem affecting your PDR business? What is the one thing holding you back from taking the next step? What do you need to change to get the business growth you want? All these questions have the same answer. It's your mindset. My name is Corey Kleinfeld, and this is the PDR Coach Podcast, where I coach you on mindset around yourself and your PDR business. Now let's get started. Okay, and today we welcome David Prince to the PDR Coach Podcast. What's up, David? Good, man. How are you doing? Thanks for having good. me. Good, good, man. How are you today? Doing good. Awesome. All right, let me know. Um, I don't think a lot of people are going to know who you are in this industry. You're starting a new yep. business. You're starting to make a name for yourself. So introduce yourself, um, kind of who you are, where you live, what you do. Yeah, you bet. Uh, my name is David Prince. I live here in Dallas, Texas. I am the owner of All Star PDR and Recon Monkey. And uh, as far as who I am, I mean, my dad was in the Air Force, so we moved around a lot when I was little. Um, went from, well, I don't, you probably don't need to know everywhere I've lived, but <laughs> moved around quite a bit and then ended up in Dallas and uh, been here ever since. Um, I think it'd be fair to say I'm a serial entrepreneur. This uh, Recon Monkey. I got to go back and look exactly. It's either my ninth or my 10th company. So I've, wow. I've done quite a bit of this along the way. Um, all different industries. Most of I say that most of it's related to uh, has been in the car industry. Um, but what kind of other businesses are we talking about besides? Oh, those? man. So I've had consulting businesses, marketing business, um, mixed martial arts school. I know it's a little outlier. Yeah. There. <laughs> um, that was cool. though. I love that. Yeah, that, that was a lot fun. of fun. Um, had a pressure washing company. We brokered auto shipping for car dealerships. I had a car dealership. Um, I'm going to have to go back in the memory bank here. My yeah, first so you, business. I mean, go ahead. No, I think I was thinking about it earlier. My first business was uh, slanging Twinkies on, uh, on the playground in second grade. When we lived in Germany, we were, the school was right across the street from the PX. And so I'd go over there and during lunchtime, I'd sneak across the street and go buy a box and, uh, that was a good little enterprise until they shut me down. <laughs> Weren't paying your taxes or what? I guess it was against school rules to sell Twinkies on the. <laughs> I have a similar story. I uh, used to go to the, I used to go to the mall in in middle school with my with my parents, and I'd buy these like big ass like jawbreakers that were like probably an inch and a half in in uh, diameter. Yeah, I remember that. Sell them. Um, I'd resell them for a pretty solid, like two to 300% markup. So the yeah, entrepreneurial, um, thread runs pretty deep in a lot of people. Yeah. My ROI was great on them. Um, <laughs> but shortly after we got called into the principal's office, that, that little company, uh, had to <laughs> file for chapter 11. So I was on a for a while after but that. the first, the first one was in the books, right? So, yeah, um, I think you skipped over it, but now you're a hail tech in Dallas. Yep which yep. I think last time I checked, there's like probably like three to four hail companies in Dallas, right? Maybe. On each corner, man. <laughs> I don't know. There's, I mean, last I checked, you know, we put together, we compile lists for recon monkey just for sales purposes. And, uh, yeah. it's a big I stopped at, Yeah. I stopped at 60. Yeah. So you're so running a hail company in Dallas and you're, you've seen success in that. How long have you been doing that? The hail company. 2013 is when I got in the industry, um, and started my company. Mm-hmm. Actually, wait, I may have my dates a little bit wrong on that. About seven years ago? Yeah, it's about seven years. And then I start. I think I started my company two years after that. Yeah, I worked for my buddy for two years and then I started my company. 
And what have you been doing? Hail, you just stay local in Dallas? Have you chased? Have you brokered? Have you? What's the, your experience in the hail? All retail hail. We've been blessed that it's mm-hmm. hailed in Dallas year after year, so we haven't had to leave. Mm-hmm. And so, no, I've never hit the road. Um, nice. Never had to really. Just got to stay home and, and build my business here. That's perfect. So yeah, a yeah, bunch of businesses. You you do hail now, and the company that you're starting now is called Recon Monkey. Um, it's basically, well, I'll let you explain it, but it's, um, an R&I company for finding the labor to do the R&I. Does that sound right? Could you explain that? That's a, yeah, bit? that's a pretty good explanation. We're an R&I training and staffing company. Um, we kind of serve two purposes. One, uh, is that the techs need XYZ, right? In their life and in their career and the shops need certain things for the, you know, as well. Mm-hmm. And so, we cater to both and we bring both together, I guess is the best way to explain it. Gotcha. So how, how does it work? I mean, I just call it, call you up and I say, I need a guy and he shows up the next day and stays as long as I want. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I and mean, we send over a services agreement. Um, you know, we need to know how many guys you want. You know, if you need more than one, that's just fine. Um, and we send every, you know, once, once we, uh, button everything up, we send the guy over, you know, I mean, we just put one guy up and, uh, in Oklahoma, I won't say where, so it's too protect money holes. But um, you know, the gentleman called me. We got everything done paperwork wise. I, I actually drove up there to meet him, hmm. and um, and I mean the that was sec- all the secrecy of the hail world. Like I'm not going to say where yeah. which town. <laughs> I mean, most uh, people that listen to my podcast know him from Northern California. Like we don't get hailed on too often. We had a storm last year, like two to three hour or maybe four hours north of us. Um, we did a lot of work there, but I, I have some experience in hail. I fixed several hundred over the last 15 years. And mm-hmm. I mean, I know that personally I can, f- I can make more money physically pushing dents than I can doing R and I. So is that kind of where the idea was sparked from or where did the, is it, is this a big issue in the, in the hail storm world where you just can't find people to take cars apart? So text do it or what? It's a little of everything there. Um, so my desire to start this, I think, stemmed from my own just difficulties running my shop, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I started in this whole thing doing estimates from a buddy and, and generating leads online for his company. You know, I was in the shop, so eventually you pick up a tool and you start learning how to push. So that was the next thing that I learned. Yep. And I have a sale, you know, like I said, kind of a lengthy sales and marketing background, and I've started quite a few businesses. So I started just looking at everything as a whole and realized it was time to start my own company. And when I did, the one thing I didn't know how to do, and I guess that I'd overlooked was the R&I part of it, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was a joke, man. I was terrible. <laughs> I look back now at all the struggles I had and trying to learn that part of it. And um, so, you know, we were able to get the job done to a certain extent, but it wasn't great. I didn't like it um, or having to do it myself. And so, you know, in that vein, I started thinking, you know, how do I get my hands on a good R and I guy? Well, as we know, there's really nowhere to go. I mean, the this, you know, the, the you know uh, some people maybe. <laughs> like yeah, I mean yeah, I asked I asked some of the guys I was sharing a shop with, you know, yeah. if they could, well they were just kind of helping me out to start, and then they you know they didn't really have a good R and I guy either, and so uh, once they did get a guy to come over and work for him, uh, he was he started helping me out and teaching me a couple things. Um, mm-hmm but I didn't like being tired when I started the car. And, you know, if you're in Texas, Texas heat and, you know, middle of the summer, it's a hundred something degrees in that shop. It's a bad way to start your day. 
Got your hands up in the air for 20 minutes trying to release like a Honda Civic visor or something, right? Not honk the horn and drive everybody crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So I was having trouble uh, on my own. And I, you know, I I didn't want to, I was getting, you know, I was still learning how to push. um, And that was a challenge in and of itself to to get the cars looking good. Um, So it was a lot kind of at once to to really chomp down on and, and learn and get great at. So I wanted to outsource it. And there was nowhere to go. You know, I couldn't, I get online on Facebook and, and ask for somebody to show up and I never had good results from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the there are definitely that, guys out there that have good R and I guys that they know that show up and that are great. And so you're yeah. just, you're trying to replicate that. I mean, that's really what business is, is finding um, where you can add value into the industry and then finding a way to add that value. So you saw an area that was lacking is, you know, good R and I guys. I think, um, Dan Altrep, I believe his last name is with the PR contractors found, mm-hmm. you know, that same kind of vein where it was like, okay, I need to run a hailstorm. How do I find good certified, like actual good technicians? And so now he gave him a place to go. And you're essentially doing that with the R and I world guys that already trained for one, know how to do it, have some sort of maybe like a certification that you give them or whatever. Right. Um, yep. so let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, you know, I know a guy that does R&I, so maybe I don't need you. But for the guys okay. that don't, you know, have a guy to go to, like, why why are the guys at Recon Monkey good? What do you give them to perform? So as far as the training goes, um, we have a series of trainings that we put all the guys through. Basically, they just keep going through the trainings until we feel like they're ready. Right. And then, then we'll graduate them. Is it physically um, pulling headliners down, putting them back up? Oh yeah. We, yeah. I mean, we, they bring all their cars up to the shop. We actually mm-hmm. have them tear their own cars apart. And, um, which is <laughs> a good way to learn. Yeah, it is. is that how you train yeah. guys in debt repair too? bring your own car. <laughs> <laughs> we should. <laughs> and so, you know, they bring their own cars in there and cause you know, we don't have 50 extra cars sitting around. Sure. Um, and it, like I said, it's, just, you know, we start off, um, it's not just doing R and I, I mean, there's, Anybody can, you know, spin bolts and, and move mm-hmm. some things around here and there. And that's what I tell the guys when they come in, you know, for an interview, it's what you bring to the table as a person is far more important than actual R&I skills. We can teach you to do the R&I. Anybody can learn how to do anything, right? Yes. It's who are you as a person and, and are you, are you going to fit into the culture that we have? Mm-hmm. So that's the main thing is, you know, are these quality guys that are coming in, do they fit what we're doing? Um, are they going to be an asset to the shop that we put them in? Right. And are they going to represent the company in the, in the way that we want them to? So that's the first thing that, that happens is we go through all that with the guys and give them a very good expectation of you know, what we want out of them, what life's mm-hmm. going to look like and um, how to kind of mesh with the shop and, and what the job entails. Yeah. Um, after that, we do, we start with the actual hands-on part. We have two, uh, currently we have two trainers that, uh, that are there for all the trainings. We split them up into groups and then we rotate the guys in the groups. Um, <clears throat> so they all get some experience. You know, they get to know each other and they get some experience working with different guys and communicating with different guys throughout the process. Um, it's actually extremely detailed. We've got an entire training manual cool. that we provide everybody. Um, and we've got a pretty systemized, way that we tear the cars apart and put them back together and it's not just you know it's we we have we use mtrx um and i guess we're going to talk a little bit more about that later but yeah, we, we, you know, we have mtrx we've got scanners 
Um, they have a pre, you know, they have a process that they go through with the technicians before they start on the cars. Um, even before that, they, uh, you know, we've got a process to, you know, when you show up in the morning, you know, we figure out what the workflow of the shop is for the day and uh, the best way to attack it, you know, because if you got five cars ready to go right. and you have five techs waiting there, it's really not the best idea to just do one car and make everybody else wait, right? Yeah. So we teach them how to deal with those situations where you get in high sure. volume shops and you know, we got to get everybody working. And so, you know, we have plans for, for that. And um, it's, it's extremely thorough. Yeah. So, I mean, so this is, I mean, again, I'm not in the hail world. I've, I've been at storms, very light storms to fix them, but that, I mean, that's just not, that's not just a guy that knows how to, you know, undo some bolts like I do and drop a headliner down far enough. I can sneak a tool in there. I mean, this guy, the guys that work for you that are certified through uh, recon monkey, they know how to see the flow of the shop. They know what needs to be done first, second, and third. They know how to take them apart. They know, how to price accordingly. They know how to scan pre and post scan afterwards. I mean, is that all, that sums all of it up, right? So that's, I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a lot more than just like, Hey, can you take this hood off or, or drop this headliner? I mean, that's a, absolutely, okay. you know, and, and I knew initially, you know, it's having started so many businesses, I understand what makes a business work and that's, you know, how much value can you, can you provide to somebody? So mm-hmm. I looked at everything that I'd ever experienced uh, in the hail world, you know, as an owner, <clears throat> the good, the bad, and the ugly, um, and it wasn't enough just to train R and I guys to come in and do the job. I mean, if you're doing a high, you know, if you've got a high volume shop, there's a lot more to it than that. There's a lot of moving sure. parts. There's a lot of things that need to have, you know, communication that needs to happen. Um, and the guys need to be ready for that, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, and plus, you know, they've got workers comp insurance. They, uh, they're covered under nice. our, our general liability policy as well. So, um, that covers each, you know, each of the guys up to $10,000 per vehicle in the event of some kind of catastrophe. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. What happens if they do the, uh, the old fashioned hail prank and they screw the screw through the top of the roof, then it's all, that's on recon monkey, not on the, uh, the dent guy that pulled it apart or the shop. Correct. And I've okay. never met an R and I guy that could afford to fix that himself. And I'm, I mean, I know some of them do real well, but yeah. Um, yeah. the guy that can't afford to fix that probably didn't make that mistake in the first place. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, I mean, if, if something like that happens, you know, if the hoses get left off the, uh, off the sunroof and it leaks and it, I mean, that could go a long way. Sure. I've heard, I've heard those stories. Yeah. I've heard those stories. You're not coming out of pocket as the owner. You're not going to my tech for that money. You know, you're coming to us and we'll talk through it with insurance and, you know, we can make you whole again. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I heard about this probably like maybe a week or two weeks ago and I looked at it and I was like, that is a fantastic idea. Cause when I, when I picture myself, put myself in running a hailstorm, I would say the biggest thing that I want out of my dent guys, like the good dent guys that I get to travel out there, I want them to push dents because that's where they make money. That's where their biggest value add is, is for them to push dents as much as they possibly can. Um, and I mean, is it common that dent guys go into storms or are put in a situation where they say, you know, they get a call and they say, Hey, come over here, have the storm and they go there and they don't know if they're going to be doing the eye or not, but sometimes they end up, they end up doing that, even though that's not really what they want to do. Is that a scenario that techs fall into? Absolutely. Um, okay. And I don't know, you know, I, I think every different scenario, it's really hard to blanket statement. I get gonna, that, you're yeah. going to run into shops that have their own R and I guy and you got to deal with that guy, whatever yeah. good, better and different. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to run into the scenario that you, you know, that you just laid out. Yeah. Um, you can run into retail where, yeah, I mean, you show up and there's nobody to do it and you're sitting there doing R and I and 
I mean, there's no telling you know, and if that doesn't work out well, you know, okay, let's call somebody's nephew in here to get it done. Right. Yeah. I mean, if, if you got to fix the dents and sometimes you have to do R and I to get there and if no one else is going to do it, I get that you, you do it anyways, because you got to get to the yeah. dents. So, and you're not going to sit on your ass and wait for somebody else to do it. I get that. But it's not but, cost, you know, it's not cost effective to sit. Yeah. And then and if you don't know how to do it, that's probably not the best time to learn is when you're trying to makes money on you know, hail season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So yeah, total, it makes total sense to me. Um, and I see the huge value out in that. And I hope there's a lot of guys out there that can see that with a shop with uh, maybe a body shop or their own retail shop, how this could be a huge asset to the dent guys that you bring in there. Um, how do they price? Like, how do they know? Is it, you said, you mentioned uh, mobile tech RX. A lot of guys are using that. We use it out here in California. Fantastic mm-hmm. system. Um, is that what they're using to price all of the RNI? Uh, no, we actually have, I mean, the MTRX, we use it to keep track of the vehicles, keep track mm-hmm. of the shops we're working for, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, take photos of the car. So we have an extra layer of protection for the shops in the mm-hmm. event that anything pops up there, you know, like, you know, the customer coming in, that scratch wasn't there before, so on and so yeah. forth, those kind of situations. Um, we run our invoicing through there and everything, but as far as the actual price goes and how we come up with our pricing, that's something that's just, it's almost like our own matrix that we have, right? So the, okay. what we advertise on the website, it says prices starting at 150. So that's, you know, it's first sedan, 150 bucks gets you our standard R&I process, which we'll go ahead and go cover that real quick. Uh, yeah, let me know. We're going to drop the bumper, take the headlights out, take the hood off, um, drop the headliner, take the deck lid off. We're going to pad and store the hood and the earth. We either pad them and store them or we'll throw it on the stand for you. Um, tail lights coming out, the bumper's coming off um let's see that includes your qc it includes parts taking them off putting them back on which we weren't going to do originally but we decided to go ahead and throw that in nice and um i think i'm missing something in there but uh antennas we'll do those too and so you know it's pretty comprehensive r and i that's a it, lot <laughs> it covers just about everything until you have to you know have special exceptions you know we uh like I was mentioning the guy in Oklahoma, he had to take two doors off today that I guess they got some big sideways hail up there. So, you know, we have to take the trim off the interior of the car. We have to take the glass out and we got to take the door off. So we have a separate price for that, but it's um, 150 for sedans and trucks. It is 200 for SUVs. Mm-hmm. It, um, and then when we get into real big SUVs and certain Highline cars, it's 250. And um, so I've done, I've done estimates on that on uh-huh. hail cars and my estimates are a lot higher. So is that, is there money left? There's money there for the shop or for the techs too, or how does, how does 150 should. for all that seems like a low price to me? Yeah, I wanted okay. to go higher, but okay. I thought I'd catch a little more flack than I already have with my prices. <laughs> so I'll address that real quick. You know, I yeah. started in this industry doing estimates and if they're, I mean, that's, I'm good. I'm really, really good at the estimate part of things and getting, you know, getting insurance to, mm-hmm. to come around to our side of things and pay what they need to pay. If, and I actually went back just for this conversation, um, looked through about 20, uh, 20 closed deals that we had. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have anything under $450 in R&I. And the highest one was about 1400 in R&I. Sure. So if you can't make $150 work in there, um, it tells me you're either, you know, you need to work on your estimating skills mm-hmm. or um, I don't know what the other problem would be. I mean, yeah, that was, that's the problem is the estimating yeah, skills. You need to get higher prices. Around. Yeah. Yeah, I would have to just centralize on, on what's going on with the estimates. So it's um, my hail car. It's at my my shop. I have dent guys there. Um, you know, they're getting like a 70%. I'm getting 30, whatever. 
we have a $450 R&I estimate on our invoice and we pay the recon monkey guys 150 and we keep and split the rest. Yeah. All the church. Simple as that. Unless we need something special, take the door off, whatever, then we'll, you know, discuss the price after that. But correct. And the scans are a separate charge as well. You know, that's sure. not everybody. But that's is a separate actually, charge in the estimate as well, probably. Yeah. And so not everybody's actually, you know, adding scans to uh to their estimates right now. A lot of in, people still in don't 2020 they aren't, but it is coming. <laughs> it has to be. It is it coming. Has to be. It's complicated. And you know, part of the reason we started the company, the cars aren't getting any simpler, right? No the guy that's pounding his chest and saying, I do all my R and I, and mm-hmm. I don't need an R and I guy and this and that, that's fine. But I mean, if, if you, and especially if you're working on Hyundai Elantra's all day or something simple, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, when Base you step up, whatever. yeah, you know, when mm-hmm. you as cars, you know, like I said, they're just getting more complicated. And as you step up into the higher end cars, they do get more challenging to take apart and put together. Um, you know, the headliners are a little bit, you know, on the Lexus, if you, if you're not treating them right, they'll, you know, you can bend them pretty easily and put sure. a nice white line in them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, just you have to get in you know it's again your profession is is doing hail and you have r and i guys that are there to take the cars apart and put them back together and stay on top of these things that are happening in the industry with the cars absolutely plus the liability i mean just like i mean when i think about it if i'm paying a guy 150 bucks a car 200 bucks a car and i taco up one headliner mm-hmm. i could have paid the guy for like 10 cars almost or whatever. So it's like, it's just uh, releasing the liability. I mean, when I, we run a big company out here, we have five technicians and contractors and my goal for them is to only is to push dents. Like we have someone answer the phone, scheduling the appointments, um, using mobile tech, RX, all those things to make it as simple and easy as possible because I want them to drive to people's places as houses and work and push dents and that's it. I don't want them on the phone all day. I don't want them doing having 10 or 15 minute estimate conversations all day long and similar i mean similar in the hail world we want the hail guys the hail techs push dents that's what we want and so this seems like a great option to achieve that um so that they can be pushing more dents and taking less stuff apart not only that it's you know on the sales end of things too i I tell all my customers that i own recon monkey because i mean if you're if you're if your hail techs are, are worth a damn the cars aren't coming back for dents no, I don't yeah. imagine that extends to the entire industry. Oh, nothing, nothing extends to the entire industry, but there's a t- the guys listening to this podcast, it does. Let's just, the guys yeah, listening I mean, to this podcast, yeah. they're good at hail guys. They're not, yeah. they're not hacks. They're not, they wouldn't be listening to the podcast if they were. Sure, sure. Yeah. So um, my cars never come back for dents. They do come back, you know, and historically they came back for R&I. Oh, yeah. So okay. you can tell your customers, look, and tell them exactly that. Uh, this again, this is in a retail setting, and that's where my mind is. I don't, you know, we haven't done brokering and, and uh, sure, a lot sure. Of there's, there's expansion. Um, everything I say is retail oriented. Yeah. Um, I tell my customers the cars don't come back for dents; they come back because of R and I problems. Mm-hmm. And I started this R and I company. You know, mm-hmm. there's really nowhere better to go to uh, as far as R and I goes. And I turn it into a sales point to where they understand that there's two different processes going on and yes. that they kind of in their heads, of course, they're not going to know to separate them, but, um, and they're not going to know where the problems are going to come from. Mm-hmm. So I just tell them up front, look, here's what's going to happen to your car. If anything goes wrong, it's going to be from the R&I side of things. I happen to own this R&I company and we train and, you know, I explained to them exactly what Recon Monkey does. And it helps settle them down. They know that they're yes. covered in, in, in an area that they didn't even know they needed to be covered in. And yeah, absolutely. I would imagine that's the, that's the thing we got to teach. We got to teach the customers that because they don't, they don't know. It's like, Oh yeah, we're just going to take the headliner down and get back there. And they're like, so, and I've had that happen before. And they asked like, 
but then you like put it all back up and it looks good, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now like it's all back together. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I would think, you know, if, a, if you went into, uh, and I haven't done a ton of brokering obviously. Yeah. So if, uh, yeah, but I would think it could help on the broker side of things as well. Um, you're working on, you know, between 40 and $80,000 new cars. Uh, I imagine the dealership wants those things to go back together correctly as mm -hmm. they're selling them, you know, when they're selling them new. And uh, I would even imagine further that there's warranty implications with that, which I can't say legally. I haven't really gone into that, but I would imagine that there mm -hmm. is. And so if you have somebody that's unqualified putting a, you know, new expedition mm -hmm. back together, I don't know, that seems a little dicey to me, especially with a company that doesn't have any insurance. I mean, or an R and I guy, I should say, yeah. I'm sorry, that doesn't have any insurance. Fair point. Yeah, man, Fair that's point. a lot of, uh, that's a lot of weight you're putting on your shoulders. Well, as yeah, a we'll start, we'll start. Yeah, it is. It's true. The liability is on you. Um, if you're just calling in someone to just take cars apart, cause anybody can, it's some, I mean, that's how I've taken the first 500 cars apart that I ever took apart. I just like found the bolt and unscrewed it and pulled a little bit and hopefully the yeah. clips came out and <laughs> sometimes right. I did, sometimes I didn't. <laughs> Sometimes it, it started with eight and it went back with six, but still holds, you know? Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. That's cool. So um, I'm thinking here and maybe this might be a random question. I don't think I, I said we're going to talk about that, but talk about this, but um, guys want to get into the hail world and starting out, you know, you go get a $5,000 training or you're on dent trainer, real world PDR somewhere, getting the videos learning and you want to get to the hail world, but, you know, and I think that basically entails you, you find a storm, you drive there, you show up and say, I'm here, how can I fix it? Um, is this a way for new dent guys to potentially learn what the mobile, the mobile hail world looks like while making good money? I mean, if you can pull down headliners and put them back up, I mean, you can do 10, 12, 15 a day at 150 bucks. It's not, that's good money. Oh, absolutely. Um, is this a way for them to get in there and get, be around the guys fixing hail and in between jobs kind of look at them and see what they're doing? Is that, is that cross? I think it can. I certainly think it can. I think it's an easier way in than, I mean, I, I haven't had to up do and saying, myself. Hey, yeah. I mean, we, you know, we actually had a, a guy come in the other day. He went to training out in California, not going to mention names, mm -hmm. uh, left the training, felt completely unprepared to do anything in this industry. I mean, how you can't learn to fix hail in a week. We you, can't, you can't, yeah, you can't. It's, it, doesn't it's matter how great the trainer, the best trainer in the world, best dent guy in the world, a week yeah. is a week. And, <laughs> you know, as, as rapidly as things have expanded, I mean, it's, it's getting hard to get in places. You know, it's a tough, tough yeah. nut to crack yeah. to get in. Uh, I mean, he was telling me, you know, he's had people yelling at him and all kinds of, you know, get out of my shop and all this. We don't have time for new guys, you know, just being rude. You know, some guys in this industry are. Sure. sure yeah. But I mean, uh, not that it's so, unfounded yes, it though. And it's funny you say that. Cause I mean, we, we kind of know all, well, not all, but historically, I think R and I guys have about a three-year shelf life before uh, really they, before they go over to the dark side and start pushing. Oh, really? That makes sense, though. I mean, I can see yeah, that. everybody. You know, the money is has always the focus of the money has always been on the tech side, right? Everybody in, hears in the, the PDR, numbers, yeah. and, you know, they hear, oh, he made forty grand last week, and everybody yeah. wants to do that, yeah. not realizing how saturated that side of the industry is and how wide open the R and I side of the industry mm -hmm. is. And I keep telling them like, okay, you know, you can, you can go that route. You can try and be a tech, spend your money. You know, I'm $15,000 into my tools at this point, I would imagine. And so, you know, you can go down that route and mm -hmm. hopefully you've got some good connections and they don't, you know, they actually, you get paid and they mm -hmm. give you good work and, or, you know, 
I mean, just a test run. Like, I mean, if I imagine there's, there's guys that are route guys, like I am running Uh a local retail and they're like, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to chase hail now, different thing in the world. And it's like, I mean, (laughs) what if you hate it? Like you spend all the time, you get all ramped up, you get the lights, you get the, you know, the carbon tech, you get all the things and you go out there and you, and you show up and you post up on the same shop for six weeks straight, if you're lucky and sleep in a hotel hopefully if you could find one or bring an rv or whatever and at the end of that you're like i don't like it <laughs> and you spend all the time and money and getting this is a way i could see where it's like okay let me go get trained in rni a lot easier than getting trained in pdr i would imagine a lot so yeah. you try that you hit a storm and you're going to be doing the exact same thing in that in that same process driving to a place setting up staying there for weeks etc just doing debt repair so you can see if you like that life I was going to say, I think it's a better intro into the industry. You know, all our guys can put their tools together for about 500 bucks. So, you know, your barrier to entry. The R&I stuff, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, yeah, for the R&I side. So your barrier to entry is a lot lower, and I agree with you. Um, And I think it's actually valuable in that you can go in, you can see see the techs doing their job, you can see how the front office works, you can see Mm -hmm. how insurance comes in there and, and all the fun things that come with that. Yeah. Um, You can see the the way guys push, like actually yeah. push not on a video or training but like you know there's six guys in a body shop and you can see all of them the way that they're pushing on dance how they have their lights set up how they move their head around how they, you know cross check like there's so much value in that like that you can have while you're making r&i money mm-hmm. um, yeah and, and to kind of parallel it you know i was in the shop doing the estimates and doing mm-hmm. everything you're talking about i'm looking over the guy's shoulders and i'm learning how to push dance and so i'm, I'm using that experience the whole time but it was helping build up my, my actual um getting to be a hail tech right sure. so i'm you know and then it was it it was i think better going that way and understanding the company as a whole and that's again that's something we try and impart to our guys it's not just taking the headliners down and, and knocking a deck lid off sure. there's a whole shop there it's a whole living breathing thing that um you have to integrate into right and you have to be an asset in every different direction that we're looking at um so, and i can yes. see that if you start that way like you know there this industry is growing it's it's there's a long way for it to go and whether we like it or not there's going to be a lot more dent technicians entering into this mm-hmm. industry um some people don't think that's good i think there's a lot more growth and opportunity as we get more technicians so i'm not as worried about it um mm-hmm this is a way that they can learn from the ground up. You can learn how to do the RNI. And then when you do become a hail technician, that's another asset you can say when you do go to that storm and they don't have an RNI guy, you can say, Hey, I have the ability to do this too, because I did it for X years. That might get you on more storms than just being able to fix debt repair. So there's, a, I think a whole host of reasons why yeah. it can be beneficial. You want to have but- that versatility. Cause when you, when you, when you get into push and dance, if you've done the RNI for any amount of time, it's actually going to help you understand how the cars are put together. You know, you've seen this over and over and over again. You took that tail light out. You already know Mm -hmm. that on the, you know, 2012 Kia Sorentos, when you take Mm -hmm. the tail light out, there's no access there. Right. So you don't even need to go through the process. Yeah. Um, Just tell the guy, Hey, I'm not going to take it out. You can't, you can't, it's all glue pull. (laughs) Anyway. Right. Yep. And so, you know, if you got it, if you're in a pickle and you know, the owner needs you to, to write some estimates or you need to meet with insurance, mm-hmm. it's, it's just like anything in life. You want to have that, that ability mm-hmm. and that diversity and all and that certainly helps fill in a lot of those holes. That's awesome. Okay. I love it. Um, you said, you told me it took about 18 months from, you probably thought about it for longer before that, but 
you're like, okay, I'm going to start. Took 18 months. Yeah. I mean, why aren't you just like, you know, training a guy and just, you know, hiring him out? (laughs) I've started a lot of companies. Usually I can, you know, it's, it's more linear. You have one website, one problem that you're trying to solve, Mm -hmm. one product you're trying to create, whatever the, you know, whatever the situation is with this, it initially started out to where, well, my initial thought process was, you know, we're just going to start a training school. And so we'll have the guy, you know, they'll pay, they'll come in, we'll teach them how to do the R&I. Um, and they'll be badass R&I guys when they leave here. There was a whole host of problems with that. Uh, number one, <laughs> number one is that, you know, asking guys to come out of pocket, you know, whatever the, the dollar figure was and have it in an accredited school and make it to where the guys could actually borrow that money and, and treat it like a real accredited school. There's oh, a okay. lot of go through right there you know is that what it is now no not no no, okay we don't charge for training okay there you go we don't charge our guys even better um and so not only that we're releasing them into the wild and it doesn't really solve their problems completely and and so as i was conceiving this as i was realizing what my r&i problems were you know as Mm -hmm. i'm coming up in the business and and running my shop and everything Mm -hmm. i talked to a lot of r&i guys that did come in and i tried to get their side of things right and then as a shop owner, I knew how I felt. I talked to other shop owners. And so part of what, to answer your question, I wasn't just building a company for R&I guys. I'm building a company for R&I guys and shop owners and brokers. So I had two sets Beautiful. of things to address, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which is what made it complicated and how mm-hmm. to tie all this together. And so we kind of put it together. I guess it looks like the government. We have three different branches. You have your techs, you have Recon Monkey, and then you have your shops, mm-hmm. right? And as long each of us has commitments to one another, right? And as long as everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing every day, it works out beautifully. Yeah. But it took me a long time to get to that point because, you know, I, I had to look at everything from the tech side of, side of things and, and how do we make that as good as we can for the techs? You know, a lot of these guys have been low man on the totem pole for a really long time. They really get treated like shit a lot of places and they, you know, they're, they're not, um, the way they're treated is not commiserate with the value that they actually provide to the shop, sure. right? And so we needed to change that. And then I, I, they just kind of told me how lonely they were out there. You know, I mean, these guys, you know, they, they really are, you know, they're every year it's on the phone, it's on the phone, it's on the phone going to shops and they had nowhere to call home. They had nothing to lean back on. Nobody's out there teaching these guys how to do the job. You know, again, it's, it's almost like if you're related to somebody that's in the health business, that's how you get into R and I cause they just call somebody that they know. Right. And so I had to take care of the techs and I needed, you know, so we had to create a badass program for them to learn not only the R and I side of things, but how the shops work. Um, but it, it couldn't stop there. We had to go out and get them to work. Right. And so that's when we shift gears and I'm like, okay, how do we make this work for shops? So we had to take all the things that the shop, you know, what we're, we had to address all these different things that, that matter to the shops. And then we had to combine all that and make it work. Right. So that's, that's why it's all that. Plus I had hail season sandwiched in that 18 months. Um, and so that's why it took so long to get up and running. And then we, you know, we were beta testing it last year, working through some issues. We had a couple guys that we had to get rid of because they weren't living up to, you know, kind of what we want company wise and the expectations mm-hmm. we have for our guys. We'll leave it at that. Um, so yeah, it, I can normally get a company off the ground in a matter of, you know, two weeks, 30 days up and running, ready to roll. This one's, it's taking a lot of, a lot of time and effort. Plus I had to find trainers, right? Sure. And I had to recruit guys and we had to put them through training. Um, so 
and then we had to go on the other side of things and we had to, you know, we've been talking to shop owners and trying to, trying to get the business drummed up. So it's, you know, I'm hopping back and forth constantly, you know, one day I'm doing stuff with the R and I guys the next day I'm doing, you know, going around meeting shop owners and talking to them. Um, so that's how we put it together. And that's why it took so long. It was such a, such an endeavor. That's but good, man. I think, the, I think, I think the description of what you were saying was just fantastic. I mean, there was guys floating around. I mean, I, I, I when I started PDR in 2004 or five, I mean, that was very similar in the Halo world, route tech, everything. There was nowhere to go. Social media really opened that up because in areas the guys were hiding behind tents, they were, you know, secretive about everything. And I, I really yeah. think that the last 10 years with the, with the social media, the podcast, the forums, the mobile tech expo being so much larger than it is, I think the collaboration between um, minds and ideas is just it has exploded the industry in a way that we never would have when people are being secretive. That's why I love people coming on here with new ideas, um, with new ways to see the industry and new ways to improve all of our lives, including including the R and I guys, give them a place that they can go somewhere where they can find work and they have us after they have a skill set i think i think that's really cool man i'm excited for you um i hope it works out really well um where yes it will i believe so i believe so um how do they find you if someone is listening to this and they want a guy yeah go to reconmonkey.com you'll have the option that you know r and i text click here shop owners click here if you're a shop owner or broker click right there uh, it'll give you a place Perfect. to put your, you know, you just opt in, put your name and phone number down there and, uh, I'll give you a call as soon as I get it. We'll talk over your situation, see what it is, you know, that you need. And, um, we'll get the paperwork done, send a guy out to you immediately. If you're a tech listening to this and you want a home, same thing, man, just go on reconmonkey.com and, uh, fill out the application. It's not really an application. It's just an opt-in form. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, it'll come out on the last application and it'll come to me and I'll call you back immediately. We'll discuss, you know, what you've been doing, what you want to do in the industry. And um, we'll take it from there, man. It's and going back to the shop owner side of things real quick. You know, it's my goal was I wanted them to be able to make one phone call and everything solved for them. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you know you're heading out next week and you're going somewhere and you don't have an R and I guy, or even if you do have an R and I guy, but it kind of sucks, right? Just (laughs) give me a call. We will send the guy as many guys out there as you want. You know, it's going to let you scale. If you want to have shops in a couple different places in the country, I know a lot of people do that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's going to allow you to scale up without having to really think about it. If for any reason, you know, it's just not going great with the guy that we send out there, or maybe he wants to go on vacation for a little bit. You know, we, we can supplement that immediately. You know, we can pull him out, put somebody back in there. If he wants to get out of town, we'll send somebody else up in the meantime. Um, and you're not, you know, you're just not starting back over from square one. If you have to get rid of your R and I guy, or if he's got an emergency or anything else, you know, we're always there for you. I love it, man. Well, thanks for coming on. I hope, um, this helps your company reconmonkey.com is where to find you. And I hope you guys got a lot of value out of this and you guys utilize, uh, David and his company in, in the future. Please do, man. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it, Corey. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Thank you for listening to another episode of the PDR Coach Podcast. If you got any value from this podcast and want to do something for me, the best way to do that is to subscribe to the podcast and give me a rating and review. If you want to know more about me, you can find me on Instagram at DentProSack or on my website at CoachCoreyK.com. Thank you for listening and we'll be back next week.